Welcome, friends, to Liberation Lectionary. Uh, it's the 17th uh, Sunday after Pentecost, and uh, I'm Reverend Francisco Garcia, always hanging out from uh, Nashville, Tennessee. Um, and I have my, my, my compadre, compañero out here in Los Angeles. Uh, Jamie Edwards Acton, um, Episcopal Priest out here in Los Angeles. Viva Mexico on Independence Day today. And um, so looking forward to getting into another Liberation Lectionary, Francisco. Yeah, yeah. So we are here at Liberation Lectionary. We just, we kind of go back and forth and try to break down the, the gospel usually for the Sunday. Hopefully we can help provide some ideas and some 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 tools for for preaching it um, or for sharing it in your communities, um, whether in in a congregation or out on the street in in, in the work of justice. So today um, we're looking at uh, we're still in the Gospel of Mark, aren't we? We are. Chapter nine, uh, verses thirty through thirty-seven, and this comes from the New Revised Standard Version. I think it's my turn to read. So. That's your cue. All right. They went on from there and passed through Galilee. Jesus did not want anyone to know it, for he was teaching his disciples, saying to them, the son of man is to be betrayed into human hands, and they will kill him. And three days after being killed, he will rise again. But they did not understand what he was saying and were afraid to ask him. Then they came to Capernaum. And when he was in the house, he asked them, what were you arguing about on the way? But they were silent, for on the way they had argued with one another who was the greatest. He sat down, called the 12, and said to them, whoever wants to be the first must be last of all and servant of all. Then he took a little child and put it among them. And taking it into his arms, he said to them, whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me, welcomes not me, but the one who sent me. The gospel of the Lord. All right, here we go. Here we go. So the first thing I, I think of when I, uh, when I hear this passage is that there's that image of Jesus. Have you seen that one with Jesus with the face palm? You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, in response to his disciples, right? <laughs> yet again, yet again, you do not understand what I am trying to say <laughs> or do. <laughs> Exasperation. Yes, but, you know, he responds um, with more teaching, right? More deepening of the, um, what is what does discipleship mean in the context of, you know, of, uh, of the time and what Jesus is trying to, trying to, um, you know, model for them. Right. So the, the, the theme of the child actually comes up several times in Mark and even in this sort of succession of passages, it's going to come up again. Um, I think, uh, um, in different ways over the next couple Sundays. Um, right. Right. Uh, Chapter 10. Yep. Yeah. And, and the, so it'll be interesting to see how it develops, but, um, what I think about about this passage is, um, you know, it, it's it's another it's another way to look at, um, you know, the the core gospel teaching of of you know the preferential option for 
for the marginalized and, mm -hmm. and especially, you know, we, we go back to Chad Meyer's work a lot, but we know other scholars have, have noted this too, but, you know, children in, in ancient, um, this ancient Mediterranean society were basically um, non, almost like non-entities, mm -hmm. like completely uh, so marginalized that they were even rendered invisible or they were, if not, they were kind of more of a burden until they could sort of be a contribute to the labor of, of a household, you know, um, mm -hmm. because of how hard it was to survive. And so a child representing that, you know, the, the one of the most marginalized members, um, voiceless members of society, and Jesus doing the work of inversion, of lifting up this child and saying, um, you know, you know this you need to welcome this child and that, that means that you're welcoming the the, the radical um, inversion you know the flipping up you know power upside its head of of, of that of the kingdom and that's that's the work of God and that's the work right. that I do so. yeah and there's that uh, there's that in this kind of uh, implied self-interest involved too because not just do this because I say but if you want to know me, like if you want to know me or if you want to know the, the one who sent me, right? If you want to know the divine, if you want to have a relationship an experience an authentic one, uh, you know, with God, this is the way, right? This is the way that you get there. Uh, so if you're looking for God, if you're looking for Jesus, uh, you know, Mark's time, um, after Jesus died, you know, I think that this was what Mark is trying to say. This is what Jesus is saying. It's like, you know, it's, this is where you're going to find God. Um, so it's in, it's like your own self-interest for communion with God is uh, to kind of take this path. Yeah. Um, I think the thing also, you know, I, I think that, you know, like you, the, with the face plant and, uh, you know, just the exasperation and just, you know, they're, they're, and they're not going to, they're never going to get it. You know, even Peter, right up to the very end is not going to get it uh and um like what jesus is talking about when he he's not even again he's not even talking about messiah here he's talking about uh son of man or the human one as we said last time and um and that uh what's involved with that right it's not this messianic expectation that was common at the time that was very kind of victorious you know victory focused and militaristic and uh you know, which was definitely, I'm sure, if you're an oppressed, uh, occupied, you know, country or community, that's a very appealing. Uh, but that's uh, that's not what Jesus was getting at, and it's, it was a very sacrificial kind of passion uh, focused. And then here, he, you know, in one line, he talked about being killed. He emphasizes this, you know, and yeah. they will kill him. And three days after being killed, he will rise again. Right. So just just in case. You might think he didn't wasn't actually killed. No, he was killed. There's real, there's real suffering uh, here, and uh, and he keeps going yeah. back to that, right? Because he just said in last week's passage, right? And then you think about the building, right? They take up the cross, like, and the whole conversation with Peter is like, I'm going to tell you again. <laughs> if you didn't hear it the right. first time, <laughs> yeah, it's over and over again, and um, and you know that makes sense. I think that. Um, you know, I feel like that we need that too. You know what I mean? Like yeah, over yeah. and over and over again. Yeah. So he, in, in, a, in, in a very real sense, Peter is the perfect kind of 
uh, one for us to not just beat up on, but to, you know, to like look to, you know, as kind of like we're looking in the mirror, you know? And um, so, but yeah, I can, you can definitely hear Jesus's frustration. And then um, I love this kind of this, you know, symbolic thing about, you know, what you were, what were you arguing about on the way? And I think, um, you know, in the Episcopal Church, you know, there's a lot of Bishop Curry is, you know, he talks a lot about, um, you know, the way of love, right? So on the way as this, uh, not just this road, not just this, but this journey, this process, this yeah. experience. Um, and, and so this is definitely, you know, Mark is trying to make the point here. Jesus is trying to make the point here that, um, you know, that, that we're in this kind of, um, you know, we're, we're in this space and in this process of becoming not just disciples, but, you know, kind of fully alive human beings. Right. And, uh, and, and, and Jesus is always throwing it's, you know, he's, I love how he kind of makes them sit down, right. This is a super important, right. We're on the way and we're, it's a, it's about us becoming, uh, you know, disciples, human beings and stuff. And so it's super important. Everybody sit down. We're going to talk about this. And he talks about this uh, being a servant of all, and uh, which is, you know, it's, it flips the script for all these disciples, and uh, and often for us. And um, but it's nevertheless, it's very clear, it's a super important point that Mark is and Jesus is trying to make here. Yeah, and you know, I think another angle here is just to sort of lift up how the the difficult and challenging role of a teacher. Right, um, mm-hmm. like Jesus is, is he's he, you know this passage emphasizes right he was teaching his disciples he didn't want anyone to know right where where he was because he wanted to spend the time he's 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 doing the capacity building you know he's doing the right. like, think about it like we have a group a, t- a team that we put together and we really you know have a lot of hopes and dreams for um, what they're going to do and 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 how the the work that we're committed to is going to sort of expand and flourish. So he's really wanting to dedicate some time, um, you know, for for uh, for capacity, for building the capacity of of this of his team, you know, right, uh, and, right. Building, and building out the movement. Um, and it's just it is hard, um, often thankless work. <laughs> so when you are, um, you know, folks, you, you know, and it, it, you're in a place where you feel like you want to move people from A to B and that work doesn't necessarily happen linearly. And so I think mm-hmm. it's a reminder, right? And this is, yeah, you're like, I, the, you know, how Jesus sits them down, like, okay, we're going to go over this again, you know? Right. And, and yeah, and he, show you, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, and he doesn't keep it just simply as theory, right? Yes. And because uh, as, you know, one, one of the other heroes we've often bring up in our conversations, Paulo Freire, and how he taught literacy through, you know, very hands-on kind of day-to-day thing, things, yeah. you know, that uh, that we'd want to know how to spell that word, you know, that that it would mean something to us, yeah. right? And um, and I like here that he, you know, he he states like his his point, but then he immediately says, you know, like if if you don't understand, I'm really talking like a child, like here, this child, like this child, 
yep. right here, which in this society, as you already pointed out, has no standing as a non-entity, is the represents the most marginalized, right, of anybody in our community. Like this child, you need to welcome this person. You know? Yeah, absolutely. So he's like a, you know, he's a, he is kind of a, he's a popular educator, right? He's using right. the pedagogies of, of of relating and of people's experience. So for them to see that Jesus is putting in the place of, you know, of presence, of close, of, of of proximity to the kingdom and to relationship with God, right? Which is what they're seeking, right? Mm -hmm. Which for us, in other words, is liberation, right? It's liberation of mind, body, and spirit which, you know, um, is sort of ultimately the, 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 the path. And for Jesus to emphasize that with this child, then they're going to be like, oh, wow, it's that much? You're going right. that far, Jesus? Right, right. So it yeah. is. It's, it's bringing, bringing the point home to a way that they will understand um, and continuing to go over and over, like going, let's go back to the fundamentals, you know, of, yep. of what the way is about. And um, so, yeah, I think in our work of, of formation, right, we talk a lot about formation. We do, we have to sometimes go back to basics about what it means to, um, you know, uh, to try to follow Jesus in this way. And yeah, and, um, it's not review, it's just really deepening deepening the, the the connection and um and the application of our faith yeah and I, I think this you know where i think this really uh is a challenge to churches is to unpack this word welcome right so we have this we have the child you know it's the child we've got it's pretty clear that this is a representation of all those who are marginalized right there's really no else that is more marginalized than this child and 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 powerless right and vulnerable and dependent than uh this child in that in that particular uh society in that historical context and so then but i think uh i think we might take welcome for granted then it, you know what i mean we might have to unpack it a little bit or explore it a little bit and like what does it really mean to welcome somebody well for me i think when when uh, I feel most welcome somewhere, I guess, is, you know, it's uh, people are interested, right? They want to know, you know, they want to know about me. They kind of, um, mm -hmm. it's, uh, they make me feel part of a, a, a larger whole, you know? Mm -hmm. um, they, uh, there's a, I already mentioned there's a curiosity. They kind of attend to my needs, right? Yeah. Uh, can I get you a diet soda? Can I get, you know, do you, you know, whatever. But uh, I think that the church needs to really reflect on how we practice these things. And um, that do we really create welcoming spaces and welcoming kind of um, welcoming postures right whether um or representations whether it's online or whatever like where we really want to know about these you know people yeah. these communities that you know may uh engage us um or not you know and um what are ways that we can really change what are the things that we can change about us i think that's another piece of welcoming too it's like you change things for your guests you know what I mean? You prepare things, you move, put things in certain places, you, you know, whatever, you change the music, whatever you got, you, you have your guests in mind. And I'm wondering if we do enough of that in the church, do we have our guests in mind? Or are we trying to simply get people to, 
you know, kind of be hopefully be wooed or wowed, you know, by who we are, you know what I mean? Instead of being willing to like kind of part of who we are is we're going to adapt to whatever your needs are, whatever your story is, whatever your, you know, wherever you're coming from. Uh, built into our identity is like we change for others. We, you know what I mean? To, to create that radical hospitality. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's, that's it's, it's good to, to focus on what it means to welcome because oftentimes we limit welcome to like Sunday morning, right? Yeah, right. All about yeah. Sunday morning, like, okay, like do we have everything in place so that the, the average newcomer comes in and they feel right. welcome? And, and here's, I'm your not gift, saying, here's your gift basket. Exactly. Here's your coffee <laughs> mug with the church logo on it. Um, right. uh, well, you know, and I'm a greeter and I'm going to talk to you and welcome you to our space. And we're so glad you're here. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. Of course, we should, right. have, we should be welcoming communities um, yep. you know, on Sunday mornings. And that's like a small slice of what this means here. Like right. another way of thinking about this is um, whoever receives, right, receives a child um, in my name receives me, right? And whoever receives me receives not me, but the one who sent me, right? And so the idea of re of reception, I think, is also I, I kind of maybe lends itself to um, changing not just uh, the you know the things that we talked about in terms of church, but also how we operate in the culture. You know, like are we are we actually seeing the everybody, especially those who are most on the margins, as our neighbor, so much so that we see ourselves in them and them in us, and that we then do the work of, of breaking down systems of oppression, you know? Right. So yeah. reception, I think, lend, lends itself to solidarity and a, a actual mutuality of belonging. And then are we going to be transformed, like you said, as a result of our encounters with, with, with our neighbor? you know right um right. are we going to and so when we receive that then we are entering we're approaching the kingdom we're we are we are getting closer to god through that relationship does that make sense yeah, yeah it totally does and i i also i would say too that some of these uh in order to receive or welcome authentically there's even some like real prior, like prior work that needs to happen. Like we, right. we don't even have the tools to do that because we're so stuck in a different way of relating to others and seeing the world, right? We have our own worldview. I think of the, the work like, you know, like Suzanne does, you know, where she uh, does my work to do and she, and she works with white communities on how to have sustaining, enduring, build endurance to have conversations around race. Right. Yeah. And the, when you think of that, that's really important for a church community to like go through a process like that. And then, you know, on the other end of that process, there's so much more. Uh, I, I mean, it's not just like they're, you know, it's we're all healed or something like that. It's, I don't mean that. But there, they, there are so much more well equipped to have to be really, truly welcoming, receiving community. Right. Of, of other communities that might be different than them if they're a white church or whatever. And so. Um, I, yeah, I, I agree with what you said exactly. And I would just say that even, you know, even to get started on that stuff, we might have to do some pre-work, you know? So. Yeah. And where are we, um, and, and also not expect that welcome means that people, that people are going to come into our space necessarily. Yeah. 
or that yeah. people are going to conform to the dominant order or the way of thinking or the way of you know worshiping but where are we willing to go right where right. are we willing to go individually where are we willing to go as community um what are we willing to do to receive you know and to be out there you know and so i think yeah. it's connecting you know like what you and i do and or try to do and and, and to model and to invite is you know is to break down the separation between the church and the street you know um in terms of where we're where we are most called to be you know right. in our work yeah there's definitely less maintenance costs if we just yeah. celebrate yeah. on the street yeah. so you know yeah. <laughs> so, um but you just you Last point I had that, you know, this, because uh, you're, you're kind of getting at that, and I just how made me think how much the gospel really talks about this is that, you know, this being sent, not just welcoming, like come into, my, come into our space, but um, going out. And, this, and there is that both and, right, in the gospel, because ultimately the disciples are sent, right? Yeah. And they're, you know, and, and they're actually seeking hospitality, is yeah. what they're going to, they're, they're going to come to rely and depend on hospitality. Um, and and um, so I love that kind of tension or juxtaposition or whatever, like is this both and, right, of welcoming, but also you're going to go, yeah. we're going to go depend on that kind of hospitality as well. Yeah. 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 yeah and then, you know, for people who are thinking about making the connections, obviously, across the different gospels, I mean, I, I see a really clear connection between this this particular part of Mark um, and Matthew 25, right, where Jesus right. Is, is, has given his, his um, sermon on right. the mount and then kind of talks about whoever has done this to the least of these has done it to me, right. whoever has not done it to me has also not done, you know, has not served God. And, um, and, and he obviously lifts up the examples of visiting the sick, of seeing someone who is in prison, you know, but really Jesus is talking about the liberation work, you know, right? Right. Breaking right. down the walls between like um uh you know th that have have oppressed and, and and separated people so there's a clear connection here yep um i love it yeah i think Don't that's all i got francisco <laughs> <laughs> so well cool man um i yeah i have a lot of ideas flowing around my head now so i'm ready for um this weekend we have services both on saturday and sunday so let it marinate that's right and you know it's uh for folks may um just people know and it's on rate people's radar screen um we are at the 10-year anniversary of um occupy wall street so i mean just to look at things historically obviously last week and we didn't get a chance to talk about it much but you know it was the 20-year anniversary of 9-11 right right a lot has happened and since then we know um and um there was and then we're at the 10-year anniversary of occupy um and sort of if we think about alternative modes of of you know being faithful um you know that was a that was a really interesting alternative model that you know that lasted for a little while and had some traction yeah but super influential just in yeah. you know subsequent movements and stuff like that so yeah some Very cool. Nice. All right, Francisco. It's been a pleasure. Good to Peace see you, everybody. <laughs>